It ain't no other place that I'd rather be than right here with you. I'm thankful for God for people like you. I'm thankful for God that with people like you that are just willing to serve and the love that you have for God and for each other and for other people. So there's no other place that I'd rather be today than here with you. And this morning, my goal in praying this week, uh, I, uh, I got to where I hadn't watched the news a whole lot. And this past week, uh, for some odd reason, I decided I just wanted to watch, see, see what the weather was going to be like coming into this week. So I flip on the television and, man, oh me, what do you see when you're on the news? And I, I found myself getting mad watching the news. I found myself getting mad. And in uh, watching the news and, and, and getting mad and getting bent out of shape about the things that are going on and the people wanting to blame each other and it's this one's fault and it's that one's fault and if these people would do this and these people would do that, the world would be a lot better off. And I'm sitting here thinking, no. No. And a man that loves guns has several of them. And for them to start talking about the gun rights and stuff, it really gets under my skin. I ain't going to lie to you. It really gets under my skin when that happens. And I found my blood pressure beginning to rise and my temper really beginning to go. And I thought, man, these people are just idiots. Why do these people want to act like that? I don't know why they want to pass more laws to try to make people behave because if people would behave, we wouldn't have to have the laws we had. God give us ten of them and if we would just keep the ten, we wouldn't need all these other laws. And then, hold and behold, I flipped over to the Fox News channel. <laughs> oh, Lord. And I flipped over to the Fox News channel and Mr. Biden himself was speaking. And I thought, I'm going to listen to what this man has to say for just a minute. And about 30 seconds into it, I just had to cut it off. And I got up and I went outside. And I said, Lord, why did I do that for? <laughs> I knew that when I seen that man standing there speaking, that it was going to make me mad no matter what he said. I knew it as soon as I seen him speaking and I decided to sit there and listen to that. But this morning I come to you to share there is no political party. There is no single person. There is no law that we can pass to keep this world from being evil. We live in an evil time and there are people that are evil. Listen, people are going to say things and they're going to do things to get under our skin. And one of the things that I had to remind myself is God uh, led me to this Scripture. And in Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 13, God led me to see this right here. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness against the, the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. 
I had to remind myself that these people that I think that are ignorant or idiots, they're not my enemies. I had to remind myself that this is a spiritual battle that is taking place. And just because in this great country we live in, in the great United States of America, that I still believe is the greatest country on the face of this earth. I believe that with my whole heart, that this is still the greatest country. It's not what it once was, but I don't believe this country will ever be what it once was. But I do believe that once we, as God's people, understand who our enemy is and what his purpose is, we can allow these things of this world not to affect us the way that I began to get affected this past week. Because in verse 13 it says, Take up the whole armor cross that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. My whole purpose this morning is to share with you who our true enemy is, and what is his job, and what is his purpose to do. Brothers and sisters, our enemy is not the political party. Our enemy is not our brother or sister. Our enemy is Satan himself. See, hell was designed for nobody alone but Satan and his fallen angels. The angels in, uh, in Revelation 12, we see that, that Satan was thrown out of heaven and he took a, a, a portion of the angels with him that serve as his manner, uh, messenger uh, in that. And, uh, and we find that in Revelation 12, 7 through 9, where Satan was thrown out of uh Heaven and a portion of the angels went with him, and those angels serve as his messengers. Their hell was designed especially for them. See, we think in our mind and in the storybooks and in the videos and the movies that we see, we think Satan is going to be the ruler of hell. But in reality, Satan will have no kingdom to rule over. The kingdom he rules over is this kingdom we live in right now. He, his, his ruling takes place right now. And He only has as much power as you and I allow Him to be able to have. So do not think. Erase that picture of you thinking and, and, and being taught and seeing that Satan is the ruler of, heaven, of hell. Because Satan is not the ruler of hell. Hell was designed especially for Him and those fallen angels that chose for Him. So understand that. But we must understand and see that Satan, Lucifer, in Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 12 through 19, we see how God viewed Lucifer. Lucifer was a very uh, important angel. He was a, he was a uh, 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 worship leader, you could so to speak, uh, in the in heaven, so he was a very very important angel to God before sin found him out. And then Satan wanted to become equal to God, and he, his pride is what got him casted out of heaven. So Lucifer was a very very important angel to God. God created him to be. He was very magnificent and beautiful, and 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 clothed with a lot of fine linen and 
and pearls and uh, diamonds and stuff. So he was a very, very important angel in the army of God until pride found him out and his sin got him casted out of heaven. So we're going to look at some things, names of what Satan is known as in the Bible. And as we look at these labels, these labels are going to reveal his nature and his mission. Satan's mission is to make sure that you do not make it. Because see, something you and Satan knows that you and I may not understand is Satan knows that his, where his destination is. He knows his destination is hell bound. He knows that. And he knows that he's not the ruler of that. And Satan is going to try to take as many with him as he possibly can. And his number one goal and his number one mission is to make sure that those who call themselves followers and believers of Jesus Christ, that they do not make it. That's going to be his mission, is to make sure you don't make it. Because there are some that he's already got that are following him that don't want no part of Jesus. So his work for them is easy. But his work for you and I is tough. But Satan's tough. And he's good at his job. And he wants to make sure that you and I do not make it. He wants to make sure that you and I say this is too hard. This is too much. Because Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy and He wants to make sure He wants to kill your spirit. He wants to destroy your walk with God. And He does not want you to make it. He's going to take it all away. Kill, steal, and destroy. So let's look at some of the names that Satan is. And in Matthew chapter 4, verse 3, and the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. We see that in Matthew 4, 3, Satan is known as the tempter. Listen, if he tempted Jesus himself, he will tempt you too. He will tempt you too. So he's known as the tempter. tempter. And in Matthew 13, uh, Matthew 13, verses 39, and the enemy who sold them is the devil. See, as I read earlier in Ephesians, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. The enemy who sold them is the devil. Our enemy is the devil. Our enemy is not the political party. Our enemy is not the driver that causes us to have road rage. The, the enemy is not the state trooper that pulls us over and gives us a ticket for speeding. The enemy is not our brothers and sisters in Christ. Our enemies are not the people that have coupons in Walmart when you're trying to be in a hurry. <laughs> Am I sure? <laughs> That's the reason why it's just better to go to self-checkout. So you can't blame nobody but yourself. 
but our enemy is Satan himself. And in John 8.44, you, uh, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Listen, he's been that way since the very beginning. Because what did he do to Eve to cause her to sin? Told her a lie. Oh, you won't truly die. He's been that away from the very beginning. He's good. He's really, really good. Matthew 8.44, we also see that he's a murderer. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. In this case, the God of this world He's talking about Satan himself. Satan himself is the God of this world that we live in. This is the only power that God, Satan has that gets to be the ruler of this, is in this world. He is the God of this world, according to 2 Corinthians 4 4. In Ephesians 2 1 through 3, he's known as the prince of the power of air. in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. That's his nature. That is his nature. He's the prince of the power of the air. And in 1 Peter 5, 8-9, through 9, we're going to see several right here that he's known as. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whoever to anyone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of suffering are being exposed <clears throat> by your brotherhood throughout the world. So he's known as the adversary. And in it, he's also known as a roaring lion seeking out whoever he may devour. If you ever love watching the National Ge Geographic channel and watching those lions prowl? I love watching uh, cats and, and birds, uh, pre predators is what I really like to watch. I like to watch predators because sometimes I feel like I'm a predator. You know, I'm going to be sneaking up on stuff too to try to, to get them as well. But I love watching how they, they sneak up on them and they pounce on them right at the most vulnerable time and catches them off guard. In my battle with Satan, one of the things that I have found out the most, he don't tempt me, he don't get me, he don't catch me at the point that I'm at my strongest. He catches me when I'm at my weakness. 
He catches me off guard, as you can so to speak. Because that's where he comes in like a roaring lion, just waiting to that one right moment to where you're sitting there and he's just waiting. And he's waiting. And he crouches down. And then all of a sudden, boom, it happens and you didn't even see it coming. Like those lions and those those cats do, those mice and those little rabbits in the field, they catch them, they sneak up on them, and they catch them at the most vulnerable time. When they think that they're safe, they think that everything around them is good. And He also catches you when you are alone. If you don't think to be able to grow in your spiritual walk and, and to be what God has called you to be, you can't do it alone. Because let me promise you something. Satan is a lot stronger than you will ever be. And your brothers and sisters, I know my brothers and sisters in Christ, when I have been down and having to fight with Satan himself, it sure is nice when that brother or that sister comes and picks me up and stands and says, okay, brother, you're not going to have to fight this battle by yourself. That roaring lion is not, going, is not going to be able to devour you. He may hurt you, but he won't destroy you or he won't kill you if you got your brother and sister beside of you. He may hurt you. You may come out with a few battle scars, but you will live to fight another day. That roaring lion, Satan himself, wants to make sure you don't make it. Take advantage of you, brothers and sisters. Don't be too prideful to share burdens. Don't feel like you are left alone. Because the brotherhood and the sisterhood that we have are very important. And for you to be able to be able to withstand Satan is you need your brothers and sisters. We're all in this fight together. Because if Satan wants to make sure you don't make it, Listen, I want to do everything in my power to make sure you do. That's the only reason why I'm bringing this message to you today so that you will be able to recognize who our enemy is and what his goal is so that your eyes can be enlightened just a little bit so that when those times comes, when you have to fight that, you will recognize the enemy and you will know how the, how the tools to overcome him and defeat him. Because one of the things that I have learned to be able to be able to beat my enemy, to be able to... To beat the opponent that I'm going against, one thing I must know, I gotta know about him. I gotta know who he is, I gotta know what he is, and I gotta know what he's about in order to be able to overcome him, not allow him to be able to cause me to not make it. My goal is to make sure that you make it, to do everything in my power to make sure that you make it. And in Revelations 12, 9, And the great dragon was thrown down, the ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He has thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. So we, right here we see he's a deceiver. And in Revelations 12, 10, listen to this one right here. 
This one right here, he's known as the accuser of the brethren. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before God. The accuser of our brethren. Listen, your enemy is not your brother or sister sitting beside of you. Some of the worst counseling that I've ever had to do is with church family. When they think that, I can't believe old so-and-so said that. I can't believe old so-and-so done that to me. Listen, Satan has destroyed a many of churches. Has destroyed a many of churches by accusing the brethren. And I want to do everything that we possibly can that if he ever tries to come and accuse us of something, that we recognize that I'm not wrestling against flesh and blood. My brother ain't the one trying to destroy me. My brother ain't the one trying to make sure I don't make it, make sure that I don't keep the fight, fighting the fight of faith. It's Satan, the accuser of the brethren. These labels reveal his nature and his mission. I hope and pray that you have wrote these labels down so that you will be able to recognize who he is. In 2 Corinthians 11, 14, from Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. Test the Spirit and know who it is. So Satan himself has been able to transform himself. One of the biggest mistakes that I ever made in my walk with God is that one time I thought that God was speaking to me, wanting me to do one specific thing and allowing me being able to do. And I really truly believe, looking back on it, that it was Satan letting me, telling me that it was okay for me to do what I did. Because one of the biggest regrets that I ever had was during this time. And I really truly believe. And what was so crazy about it, brothers and sisters, is I had Scripture to back it up. I had Scripture to back it up of the reason why I made the decision that I made. And I really truly believe, looking back, that it was Satan himself when he transformed himself into an angel of light. He knows Scripture very well. Probably better than you and I do. He knows what's coming ahead. And see, that's the reason why Satan's working so hard. See, Satan's working really hard to make sure we don't make it because he knows the doom. Brothers and sisters, it's just as important that we make sure that we're working harder than he is. That we take advantage of every opportunity that God gives us to go and tell a world that is evil, that is dark, what God has done in our lives. What God has done in their life. Because listen, if we want to see a world change, the only thing that's going to change evil is the evil people coming to the revelation 
that Christ died for them. That's, there's the only thing that's going to change evil. It's for people to open their eyes and see that evil exists because I am a sinner. And because of my sin, I need a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus Christ. No laws, no amount of laws are going to make people not be evil. The only thing that's going to cause people not to be evil is Jesus Christ coming in and turning an evil heart around and turning it to Father God. I pray that you never forget. I pray that I never forget that the only thing that keeps me from being evil is Christ coming into my life. Because at one time, I myself was an enemy of God. I was a man that lived for myself. I'd done what I wanted, when I wanted to do it, how I wanted to do it. And I didn't care if you liked it or not. Listen, that's evil. That's evil. When you live for yourself, it's evil. I do what I want to do, how I want to do it, no matter if you like it or not. And then God come in my life, took a heart that was prideful, selfish, turned it around, and give me a heart for Him. And if He'll do it for me, brothers and sisters, let me tell you something, He'll do it for you also. If He loved me enough to turn my heart around, He loves you just as much. I'm no better than you are. And if He'll do it for me, listen, He'll do it for you too. This morning, my prayer in these Scriptures that I showed you this morning, I pray that you can be sanctified in knowing who Satan really is. Knowing what his goal and his tactics are to make sure you don't make it. My prayer is that His Word has been edified because all I wanted to do is just show you Scripture or what Scripture tells you who He is and what His mission and His goal is so that God will be glorified. That God will be glorified. And I pray that what we've accomplished that this morning by doing those three things. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. My dear loving and gracious Heavenly Father, Father God, once again, Lord, I'm just so very thankful for the opportunity that You have given us to come together as a body of believers to serve the one and true God. Lord, I'm so thankful for each and every one of these people, Father. Lord, I pray Your blessings upon them today, Father God, as we have opened Your Word to find out who our real true enemy is. And Father God, I pray that, that we will come out of this today enlightened, Father God, of who our enemy is and what his goals are, Father God, that we can be able to stand and do all that we can do to withstand what he comes after us day after day. Father God, may your people be found glorifying and honoring you in everything that we do, Father. And Lord, it's in your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.